The following podcast contains spoilers, which we deliver long before we thought to warn you about them. You have been warned. Yeah, that's right. I learned worse these. Oh Fuck. shit, he did as well. Fucking gangster, me. <laughs> I don't want. Go on. All right, Jack. Introduce World One, Stage One, and Wurzelies. H were E were L were L were O were Zolt. T were H were I were S were Dip. I were S were Dip. W were O were R were L were D were One were S were T were A were G were E were One were Zol. Thank you. <laughs> I fucking hate everything you are. <laughs> but. Uh, I'm not going to start singing that. Guess guess what the bumper is this week. Hello everybody and welcome to World 1 Stage 1. I am, as ever, Simon. Well, Simon's looking at me now, so I'm Troy. And I'm Jack, fighting the urge to say my name in words Elise. Carry on. And this week we are bringing you our thoughts and various banter around and related to the subject of Deus Ex. Again, you're looking at me expectantly. <laughs> I'm looking at both of you. I, I don't have any banter for... We're going to bring you some banter. <laughs> uh, we, we probably it's, it's will. It's really good. That's a good start. It is it is a very good game. I thought I would throw my hat into the ring there and say, yeah, it's it's really good. Which is why we're talking about well, it. it. There you go, yeah. ladies and gents. There's, there's <laughs> the show. Jack thinks it's really good. Well, it also comes as sort of an interesting point for um, whether we are classic video game podcast or retro video game podcast yes it's not, is it sort of on the borderline when did it when oh, i'd say it it's very borderline it's uh how old is it now Let it's, me just... it's definitely on the cusp <laughs> you're on the cusp uh deus ex was released in well it's 10 years old oh wow 2000. it was released in 2000 excellent for windows and mac yeah, all right. one of those games that does try and do both uh also uh on PlayStation 2. I really can't fathom playing it on a PlayStation. Uh, the, the, I think the point to... Um, I can't remember what it's called in America. It was Deus Ex something or other on the PlayStation 2. And over here it was just called Deus Ex again. Um, but it was slightly prettier. It like, redid all the... Um, well, that's probably for the best. Such yeah. as when they released Half-Life on the Dreamcast and they did the upgraded graphics pack. Yeah. Um, I've seen sort of screenshots of the cutscenes and things it does look a lot prettier hmm. um, I think which is was... kind of important because i don't know it, it might just be me but deus ex kind of began the trend of dark and brown equals realism and to go back to what you said just now it's uh, deus ex the conspiracy that was it yes mm. and they were, they were going to do another one as well clan war or something like that but for the and they redid the intro and the ending for the playstation yeah. 2 yeah. added massive amounts of auto aim <laughs> uh, did mocap for all the character models apparently yeah, that's and, a lot of work yeah and then they had to reduce the size of some of the levels to make them fit within the constraints of the Playstation 2 which Oops. were pretty hefty yeah but it was as you said at the beginning of the show a very good game Yep, it's and... uh, a winner 
um, again, much like Half-Life, of, of all the Game of the Year awards in the world. I think it also owns two Best PC Game of All Time awards. Uh, probably. If I remember uh, correctly. Uh, it's got 40 Game of the Year and or Best in Class awards, mm-hmm. uh, including awards from BAFTA, IGN, GameSpy, PC Gamer, and the like. Ah. Uh, excellence in Game Design. Uh, in the Game Developers' Choice Awards, as well as the Game Innovation Spotlight. Uh, Best Story Accolades. Yep, I can see why. Yeah, well, absolutely. A number of of Greatest Game of All Time lists and Hall of Fame features. Cool. Uh, IGN 100 Greatest Games of All Times, although it doesn't say whether it's number one on these, just Just because it's it's made it in them. Yeah. Uh, GameSpy's Top 50, 25 Most Memorable Games of the Past Five Years, and Hall of Fame. I think it was PC Gamer that had it as number one. PC Gamer Top 50 Games List, UK Video Games 100 Greatest of All Time, GameFAQ's 100 Greatest of All Time, and named Second Best of the Decade by Gamer Sutra. Ooh. Out of interest. Oh, there we go. What did it list as the first? What did... What did cause... Second? What did Gamer Sutra list? Yeah. Because uh, I can tell you it was PC Zone and PC Gamer that listed it as the best of all time. Ah, there we go. And it won BAFTA's uh, Best of the Year. Uh, Gamer Sutra listed number one as World of Warcraft. Uh, uh. Which, you know, it's arguable in terms of success. Yeah. It's right up there. I'd like to argue. Success yeah. does not equal quality, though. No, absolutely. And what we're talking about here is quality. Yes. Which we're... Deus Ex is. Yes, which is why we're doing an episode on it, funnily enough. So what is Deus Ex? Asking me? Yep. Uh, Deus Ex, it's a very nice blend of a lot of different genres put together. So you've got role-play game in there, you've got first-person shooter, you've got action-adventure. You've got a little... I, I remember this, um, people saying in interviews about it and so on that it was also sort of a little bit simulation. And that it really threw you into the... Um, into the character's eyes. Everything mm. that they did, was everything that the uh, developers did was meant to... It was, it was meant to be that there would be nothing that turns up in the game that would make you realise you're playing a game. No yeah, glaring. total immersion. Yeah, that's the one, immersion simulation. Um, it, I suppose looking at it from nowadays, there's less of that. You can sort of pick up on little things. But at the time, I can imagine absolutely revolutionary. Um, but that doesn't really answer the question, does it? No. No, I'm terrible. Troy, what's your take on what is Deus Ex? Well, Deus Ex is... At its core, it's a cyberpunk story where you are playing uh, J.C. Denton. We never yep. really, we never really find out what J.C. stands for, do and, we? Uh, pop quiz. Do you know why we don't? Because it's a massive allegory for Jesus Christ. Uh, no, I. That's what I took away from it anyway. But because uh, again, I'm going to say rather like Half Life. That comes up a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because there were original plans for you to play as a male or female protagonist, and they chose huh. a gender neutral. Two initials. And uh, so that's why they never named JC. I don't know. I would still argue the way that the plot goes that it could also be, oh, Jesus. Oh, there's something messianic in there. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, please continue. Uh, And you are basically up against this organization uh, who are planning to take over the world. God, that's been so long. I didn't actually finish it on this playthrough. Uh, It's sort of a... (laughs) What is it? Nanobots, a whole sort of grey mist mm. thing going on, uh, and a worldwide network. It's gone now. 
Deus Ex is a shooter with RPG elements. If if we would compare, you know, what was it? Um, scum games to yeah. games like Heavy Rain coming out. Yeah. Then I'd say Deus Ex. Hey, is the forerunner of like Mass Effect, for example. Hmm. Okay, possibly. I would. I would. I was hoping you were going to go with Bioshock. Uh, Bioshock. Bioshock. Well, it is it is first person, but I, mm, I was, tragically my computer looks at Bioshock and, and cries. But I was hoping you were going to go with the comparison because mm. of where uh, DSX comes from. Yes, really. I was going to do a big aha because both Warren Spector and Harvey Smith worked on System Shock, Just and that's old school one of their origins. So this is not the first sort of first person RPG shooter mystery exploration type game that they've done. It's also incredibly fitting, because Warren Spector has a name that makes him sound like a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) I know. He's got one of the best names in gaming, and one of the most interesting track records. Yeah? Yes. He started off uh, working in a company not related to computer games, but I think one that a lot of gaming geeks will recognize, Steve Jackson Games. Ah, Storyteller by trade. Well, he was actually the editor. Editor-in-chief for Steve Jackson Games, so he was the guy putting the polish on them. Mm -hmm. But he was there because he was a gamer. He grew up playing board games until someone introduced him to role-play games, and then he became obsessed with role-play games. And then he joined Steve Jackson Games, and pretty much his career path was set from there. He jumped into the computer games industry with Origin, a company sadly no longer with us, and Looking Glass, a company sadly no longer with us, and okay. Iron Storm Austin. Are you going to continue it... the trend? Yeah. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is he's a company serial killer? No, I'm saying when he leaves a company, a company falls over. Oh, it's when he leaves them that it... Now what does that tell you? Ah, uh, fair point. <laughs> uh, and of course Harvey Smith, his co-creator of Deus Ex, uh, also worked at Origin. I mean, they both worked on Wing Commander. And they've both worked on the Ultima franchise. Hmm. Uh, so that's pretty... and. As I said, both worked on System Shock. So it's very, very good credentials coming yeah. into Deus Ex. Uh, also, Warren Spector worked on one of my favorite just silly shooter games, Crusader No Remorse. I don't know this one. Not heard of it either. It's a strange little isometric shooter that there's nothing special or fantastical about it, but I just really enjoyed it and have very fond memories of it. Hmm. Uh, they both, bought, uh, both also worked on Thief Deadly Shadows. Okay. Cool, cool. With Warren having worked on Thief Dark Project as well. So, yeah, we're talking strong backgrounds yeah. here. And Warren is going to be working on uh, Epic Mickey. Oh! Hello! See, now, Simon told me this earlier, and I made much the same face that kind of, ooh, intermingled surprise and hope. Yeah. Yes, it's a good sign. And he's also reportedly attached the word steampunk to that project. Oh, oh what? I'm rather pleased to hear that. Oh, what steampunk evil Disney. Steampunk <laughs> evil Disney, as done by Warren Spector. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Sounds like Spider Jerusalem's going to come up behind him with a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a world that would be. Oh, I want to be in that world. Um... <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, we're looking forward to Epic Mickey definitely now. It's also. Uh, worth mentioning that Warren Spector has a habit of cameoing in his games. Yeah? He's had character models based on him, uh, and in uh, System Shock, 
he's the voice of at least one of the logs. <laughs> and famously in Deus Ex. Is he, oh, he is in Deus Ex then. As a cheat code. I am Warren. You type that in and it causes the mysterious failure of nearby electronic devices. <laughs> uh, apparently, like someone we know, Warren has an aura of techno death. Awesome. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> and it was a running joke, so they put it into the game. But yes, as we were saying, it is a, it's a cyberpunk story, which is, I like that. I don't see enough cyberpunk in video games, which you'd think there'd given, be more. Given the, given the media. That's, yep. Yeah. Uh, that has reference to everything. I mean, this game draws its influences from all over the place. Of grey mist, men in black. There's there's not much in the way of sort of modern conspiracy theories that it doesn't touch on. And it's not just um, conspiracy theories. It's it's really well read science fiction, which touches on the the messianic in places as well. Oh yeah, which is awesome. For example, there's a uh, character. Um, one of the MJ12 employees mm-hmm. is called Harleen Quinzel. No. Yep. Oh wow! I never found. I never came across that. <laughs> uh, there's uh, Reindeer Flotilla makes a mention. Uh, makes a mention, which is from Tron. Oh, right. There's uh, reference to Blue Harvest. O four five one, of course, is the first code for the first door in the game. Fahrenheit 451. Uh, It's full of science fiction references that cover Neil Stephenson, Isaac Asimov, uh, you know, you you name it, and it's probably in there somewhere. Uh, Though oddly no specific reference that I've ever come across to William Gibson, apart from the entire game. Yes. (laughs) But you don't really need to put anything when, once you've played a little bit of Deus Ex, you go, okay, there's the William Gibson. Yep. I suppose it might be a little obvious, but it's it's clear from the outset that if you if you spot these things, Deus Ex is a, a a game made by guys who really get the genre and who clearly love what they've been doing, without a doubt. It's uh it's another one of these projects of love from mm. the developers and the sheer number of in jokes and references are fantastic, but we still haven't really touched on the gameplay. Which is interesting. It is. We've sort of touched a little bit on the plot. <laughs> yep. It's it's a conspiracy theory game. Yep. Well, the thing the thing with Deus Ex, and this is what kind of made me stumble over playing it through again to review it, is I still have only sort of rudimentary memories from the first time around because mm. I'd forgotten how frustratingly difficult the first mission can be. Yeah, I started replaying it today and... There we go. How many times did you just want to launch another rocket at the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> you know there's a bad guy up there, and, you know, you've got a few sort of options on how you want to deal with him. I don't want to negotiate with the guy. He's a terrorist. My option is going to be to fling a rocket at him. And, to be fair, when I finally got up there, I shot the bad guy. I didn't bother taking the Gep gun. I didn't take the Gep gun. I shot him with a bloody pistol. I had to get through all his friggin' guards to get yeah. there. Sad times that was. But, yeah, I, I I played about that far in and went. No, this isn't this. As great as it was, it's not a game which has stood up well to to time. I, it's nice to have it, but it's one of those games where I started playing it and kind of just was like, no. 
I think if I was going to play any of them again, I'd play the sequel. You know, Invisible War. War. Really? Really, really? It's a terrible game. He enjoyed it. Ah, uh, no, no, no. Invisible War is not a terrible game. Invisible War, it's just, it's not as good as Deus Ex, and it is always going to be... True. It's always going to be judged by the same standards as its predecessor. It's the poorer cousin. Yeah. It's not a bad game. It's just, it's not Deus Ex. Hmm. I don't know. I, I would argue that I didn't enjoy Invisible War. I very much did. I didn't get on so much with it, uh, the control system wise because I played it on the console. Um, but I enjoyed the game. Hmm. As, you know, as a game. Not That's fair as, enough. as a sort of sequel or anything like that, but as a standalone game, it's very, very good. But to look at the conceits of the gameplay of the original Deus Ex, you yes. are a nanotechnology augmented cyborg, which is the excuse for so much. Yep. Magic. Because <laughs> Natco has a lot of money. Yep. Cyber magic, basically. There we go. Yeah, that's a good way of putting in it. In the same way as they use the plasmids in Bioshock to upgrade player abilities. Yep. And they used, you know, various upgrades in System Shock. You have nanotechnology. You that's also have. 18 augments you can get? That sounds about right. But I don't there, have a list. Because I was playing, there's only slots for nine of them. Yeah. Got your legs, your arms, head, eyes. I think torso is one as well, isn't it's it? Three, three for the torso yep. and two under the skin. Yeah. So you've always, it's the problem is you've always got to make a choice. Because mm. uh, well, one or the other. That's a problem. Or it's the game lending uh, to how you play. Exactly. Um, that, the one I can remember specifically being... Um, your legs, you can either choose to run really fast yep. or jump incredibly high. And I always chose run. Yeah, hmm. I always chose jumping. And that's, there we go, yeah, example. Exactly. <laughs> uh, arms, you can either choose super strength to lift heavy objects or super strength um, to increase your hand-to-hand combat damage. Yes. What did you go with? Throwing. So lifting heavy objects? Yeah. Same here. Yeah. See, it, it all comes together eventually. <laughs> Admittedly, I... As as just a person, I can't make the distinction between being strong at lifting incredibly heavy objects or punching a guy through the heavy object. I might be explaining about it. It's, it's just increased skill in hand-to-hand combat, so it might be reflexes, it might be, speed, oh, okay. might be strength. Okay. Being as it's an RPG, it's a statistics-based thing. Yeah, uh, But it's, you know, it's not just an RPG, but that's how they excuse the levelling up of your abilities as a player in terms of uh, statistics, as it were, hmm. whereas skills come in just as pure skills was awesome because it, it was i love systems like that where you can you put the points in and you can see straight away the game mechanics altering you know it's it's just lovely and the fact that it tells you <laughs> what each skill does as you level it up yeah it's instant reward and instant progress uh, for example you know uh, computers if you're untrained you can use a computer and you can read emails and stuff like that nothing much else you start leveling up and you start being able to hack um cache terminals and useful very, very useful. <laughs> and then you start being able to do things like hack enemy robots. Useful. Very, very <laughs> useful. Because then you send it on a warpath to kill all its mates, and mm. you just waltz in through the carnage. So you are JC Denton, nanotech augmented cyborg working yep. for Unatco. And there is the, it's the Grey Death. That's it. Yeah. The, the virus, which you have learnt is man-made. And Unatco hold the cure. And they're going to issue it to the people that they want to survive. Exactly. So it's it's the whole thing of, oh no, I'm working for the bad guys. Yes. It's a it's sort of a eugenics program without all that messy breeding. Yeah. It's just pick the good people and kill everyone else. It's the quick so, and easy way of doing things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is 
they've also Snake Pliskin'd you. Ah, uh, yes. You have X amount of time before you croak. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember that bit. Do you not? It's no. You and your brother both had Paul Denton kill switches. I remember, I remember Paul, but I don't remember the kill switch. Oh, yeah, you're not... Co- it's the first thing you do is you go off to find the hacker who could uh, disable the kill switch. This isn't for a while, because you start off working for your netcode to get yeah, yeah. the whole... Um, yes. To get the trust in the player. Mm. And do a few missions for uh, the United Nations Anti-Terrorist Coalition. And then they turn the tables on you. Hmm. And realise that they are the, the bad guys. I'm, I'm going to be the excuse to, to give some exposition, it's I usually, think. It is by this point that you go, oh, okay, so, so your netcode are my enemy. However, because of all the missions I've done for them, the terrorists, they're also my enemy. Because they think I'm with you, Natco. So are the Triads. And MK12. MJ12. Sorry. Majestic. Yes. And that is when you find you are fighting everyone. Pooh. But yeah. a few allies, like informants and... Paul. And, yeah, your brother. <laughs> and the occasional, like, person you save, and things like mm. that. That's it. You've got, like, a handful of allies. But apart from that, it is you against the world. Mm-hmm. So, this is a story that takes you, you know, through the betrayal of your employers, up to and including launching nuclear missiles against government institutions. If that's the ending you choose. If that's the ending you choose. There are are multiple endings, which is an excellent story. It was cool. I remember that being very cool. That is the degree to which you can escalate this. I mean, you start start (laughs) off wandering off a pier on Liberty Island. Yep. um, And... You know, taking out a few terrorists and so as as a you know anti-terrorist off, um, agent, it's what you expect to do. You can end up plunging the entire Earth into a new dark age. Oh yes, yes you can. Which is you? what I did. <laughs> I feel like it's it's okay to put spoilers for the ending of Deus Ex here because there are multiple endings. Mm. Also, ten-year statute of limitations on spoilers. Fair oh point. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'd probably put a spoiler warning at the beginning or something, but. Um, yeah, you you can plunge the world into a dark age. You can put the Illuminati back in charge. Oh yes, yep. yeah, that's that's always an option. Uh, what are the other options? Nuke the president. Oh, and of course the the classic. Uh, the, the maybe there is a William Gibson ending. Yeah. The the merger with Helios. Oh, that's the Elevate dark age humanity. ending. No, it's not. It. I um, helped Helios and then um, agreed with him to... No, Tong. Tong is the Dark Age ending. Oh, of course he is, yes. Helios is the one where you become a super being and rule the entire world as a benevolent dictator. Now I remember, yes. (laughs) I remember I liked Helios, I wanted to side with him, but I also thought plunging the world into a new Dark Age would be pretty sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, President Eden. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, it's... It's pretty grand cyberpunk at yeah. that level, where your options are plunge the world into a new dark age, merge with an AI and become a super being, or raise Nukes the Illuminati into power. Yeah, so, you know, do you want <laughs> an evil organization to rule the world? Do you want to rule the world as a cyber god? Or do you want all technology to cease? Cyberpunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's pretty grand. Which didn't tragically carry over into Invisible War. No. Invisible War simply made assumptions on what you'd done in the last game. Which assumption, which ending did it assume you uh, It assumed that you, if I recall correctly, that Denton joined with Helios. Okay. Uh, but there was something about the way in which the process worked which meant that it, it wasn't 
an immediate rise to power. Hmm. Uh, and something happened to Denton as well, I recall, which let, made him largely unable to communicate with the outside world or something like so that. So a non-entity, really. Yeah. He was a game, he was a, a, a MacGuffin for a great deal of the game, until he finally makes his reappearance and you learn that behind the scenes he's been doing X, Y, Z for a while. Much like how um, Helios, a.k.a. Uh, Daedalus and Icarus, had been in Deus Ex 1. Mm. Changing things about, manipulating events, leading you on to try and do what you, uh, get you to do what they want you to do. Yeah. Invisible War, Invisible War simply made assumptions and said, this is canon. Yeah. Um, kind of like Mass Effect 2 does if you if don't you have don't. a save. Yeah. Well, you know, if you don't have a save game, a game has to um, make assumptions. Makes assumptions, true. But uh, Invisible War didn't, ha- didn't have the option anyway. I suppose when some of the options were Hunge World into Dark Age... <laughs> Very different makes a cyberpunk it, game yeah, in a Dark Age. Yeah. Exactly. So I suppose there are some outlets it couldn't have gone down, but I don't know. In some respects, it would have been cool in that way not to see a sequel. Hmm. I suppose, yeah. Which is, I mean, I even having put my hand up and said, I really liked Invisible War, and you know the nerd rage I can hear erupt over that, but just from those choices you had at the end of Deus Ex, I think a sequel, eh. What it sounds like you're proposing is that basically they link up every copy of Deus Ex to some kind of gigantic server, and it follows which ending you took. And if you took the ending where there is a Dark Age, you can't buy Deus Ex the uh, Deus Ex 2 <laughs> they, they will send like a black card to every single shop saying do not sell to this person that's that's not what I'm proposing what I'm although proposing that is a is brilliant dead. idea I, I, I like try, it I want to try this in future steam for game denial series. of service yeah no you you played the dumb way you don't get this cool well, game it's not the dumb way it's you know there is no right you or wrong way you plunge the world into a dark age there is a right way it's becoming an AI augmented super being says the transhumanist in the room yes <laughs> <laughs> Notice how none of us in the room wanted to put the Illuminati in charge. Oh fuck no! Fuck hell, those guys. Hell yeah! Oh, okay. So we have all oh, three standpoints <laughs> in here. Excellent. <laughs> it's just he was keeping quiet about it. Like, oh, that's subtle, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, subtle. I, I, I would have just nodded and gone, yeah. No, only a complete and utter wanker <laughs> with a comp- total disregard for basic human decency would put the Illuminati in charge. So yeah. secret world, yeah. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that. Absolutely. Oh god, yeah. Uh, but getting back to Deus Ex. Yeah, sorry. We're getting a little <laughs> bit off track. <laughs> well, not hugely. Not massively. We're establishing that it appeals to the three of us in three completely different ways. Precisely. As most of the games we talk about often do. That is true. But another thing I loved about Deus Ex, and it was one of the things that made it so critically acclaimed at the time, was the way that the game presented problems that could be solved in more than one way. Absolutely, yeah. Whether it was stealing a key from someone to open a door that was locked, whether it was killing him and taking the key, and therefore possibly making a problem if a guard found the body, or whether it was using your technological abilities to hack the lock so that no one even knew you were there. It was a stealth game, an action game, depending on how you chose to solve the problems, kind mm-hmm. of like uh, Bloodlines. Yes, in fact, a moment when I was started playing it uh, earlier came up, when I was just sort of playing through the, the very first level, going, "Okay, I'll just get back into the basics and everything." And I realised after a couple of minutes that I didn't recognise anything that was going on, and it suddenly dawned on me that right at the beginning, you can go straight ahead or you can turn right. Yes. And every time I played that game, I'd gone right. I'd never gone straight <laughs> ahead, and it there was 
an entirely new building. There was just a whole bunch of extra guards to fight. There was a little room with laser um, tripwires and everything. And it was like an entirely new experience. I was there going, oh, okay, so I don't know what to do here. I don't remember where all the enemies are placed because I've never been here before. Yeah. It was like playing a whole new game. Mm. And this is, again, you know, levels that can be solved in multiple exactly, ways. Yeah. Which is what it takes from System Shock. Uh, again, coming from two of the designers of System Shock. Yeah. This emphasis on the player being able to approach problems the way he chooses or she rather than the way the designer has created. Mm. It's it's an illusion of choice. Well, it is a choice, but it's a choice between possibilities. It's a choice yeah. tree rather than yeah. yeah. Rather than true freedom of uh, choice. But it's that it's that focus on the player feeling that they have an influence on the world. Yeah. Is what it shares with System Shock. Which is no bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I I love that you could in combat there's so much choice. The number of weapons and the type of weapons. I admittedly, you have to play inventory Tetris a little bit. Oh, uh, inventory systems like that bug me. Yeah, me too. But the rest of the game is good enough for you to sort of not really overlook it, but forgive it. Yeah, it's yeah. a forgivable flaw. Yeah, but and especially don't when take the gap gun. Especially when you're <laughs> trying to, you know, I will happily play a little bit of inventory Tetris if it's to fit more laser guided missiles. <laughs> in my infantry. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had the electroshock <laughs> weapons, which were hilarious. Oh, the shock prodder, just sneaking yeah. up behind someone and just thousand years. <laughs> for a bit. Just and, can't show him with a fucking cattle prod. <laughs> and fire extinguishers. Yes! Always fun. Crowbars, also, fire Also, everything you could find lying around, it was really fun. I love knives. And I just I just loved that little tiny little combat knife you got right at the start of the game, just because... Ah. When I started playing it again today, when I looked at the police baton that you pick up right at the beginning, I was yeah. like, this isn't a police baton, this is a riding crop. Yeah, a little bit. What? Why is this at the docks? <laughs> Wait, let's not go into that. I'm just going to go and beat someone to death with a riding crop. <laughs> Be right back. That was another cool distinction. It's, it's a minor thing, but it goes back to the illusion of choice. Some of the weapons, when you knocked an opponent, you know, effectively killed the opponent with them, they had the little status over the heads, which I said, unconscious. If mm. you're not chosen to, to off them. I can't tell you the number of times that I'd send an enemy unconscious, silently, pop them over my shoulder, drag them away, and execute them with a shot to the head. <laughs> it's slightly better than, you know, knocking them out, and then hide, trying to hide them in a location, having them wake up whilst you're dragging them somewhere. <laughs> that would be bad. Bella Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> Which point you drop them, punch them in the face, and then lock them in a locker. Or throw them down a hole. What happens down the hole? Nothing. It's a oh. non-entity. That is my word for the day. Don't, go, don't make me put you in the hole. Of course, three of the characters in there. Well, I say three of the characters. characters. Three of the characters. Oh, they are definitely characters. Mm. Yes. But one of them is the other two. <laughs> are the AIs. One of them is the other two. Yeah, they, they had a, a robot baby. Kind <laughs> no, no, of. no, they were the robot baby. Yeah. One plus two equals three. Yes. In a Neuromancer Wintermute kind of a way. Which is, again, where the William Gibson thing Like I said, in. that is the Gibson reference. Because yep. uh, you have Daedalus, who, and this was the detail I'd forgotten, was the new internet protocol. <laughs> Daedalus replaces HTTP as the means that the internet works in this uh, Deus Ex world. He is Internet Wizard Man. And but that's a... the Illuminati system of making him... 
quite presciently on behalf of the writers, distributed computing, yeah. which is the current trend at the moment. Cloud computing, distributed computing, mm-hmm. folding at home, SETI at home, yep. all of these systems. He was the precursor to that in many ways, fictionally. <laughs> uh, so he's, Daedalus can't be attacked at any central location because Daedalus isn't anywhere. He exists in every computer. He is everywhere. Yeah. And then there is his brother, in inverted commas, Icarus, yep. who was the one I wanted to check. He is the one who keeps phoning you up and <laughs> leaving messages around <laughs> and mocking you all the way through this game because he's an asshole. He because he's the, the little robotic puppet master. He's a Warren Spector AI. Exactly. He's Shodan. God yep. damn it. Slightly less evil than Shodan. Slightly less evil than Shodan, but still just as mocking. Yeah. Benignly irritating. <laughs> oh, so more like the... Uh, a guilty Spark. Aww. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and Icarus is the one who tricks Daedalus into merging. And Helios is... Uh, the way Helios looks is a blend of Daedalus and Icarus. Yeah, it's sort of, if I remember correctly, like a gigantic robotic eye is what I remember. Well, that was Icarus. Oh, was it? Oh. Uh, and Helios is a blend of the giant robotic eye and the bland Daedalus face. Mm. Uh, becoming sort of a cyclops, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. With all the and, bits and pieces flying everywhere. And, and then there's Helios's voice. Which freaked me the hell out, and I <laughs> loved it. I loved it any time talking to Helios. So it's a game of grand themes, epic combat, up to <laughs> and including missile launches and the like. Yep. And a knife. And yep. an epic storyline, which is what we've come to expect, really, from Warren Spector games. And with all the customization of the weapons as well, that's something I forgot. You can customize the oh weapons. Oh god, you can, can't you? I Silence oh, yeah. pistols. Are, yeah. I, I remember reading about it and just going, there are certain things you can't do to them. For example, do you want to lessen the recoil on your flamethrower? Well, you can't. <laughs> do you want to silence your missile launcher? Piss the hell off. I've completely forgotten the weapons are as upgradable as you are, yeah. Yep. Which just led the whole thing to... you Almost to be able to say that no two JC Dentons would be alike. Hmm. Um, in the way that people play, in the way that people would tool their characters up with the augments and weaponry. And... Well, there are so many potential combinations. Yeah. I can't even work out how many that would be between all the different skills, all the different augments, and all the ways you can configure the weapons, and, and how many appearance. you can therefore take. There are, yeah, there are four starting skins, which doesn't really come up because it is an FPS thing, so it only really yeah. comes up in the sort of dialogue. In the cutscenes. And they are incredibly... It's like, do you want to be... Your, your options are white with blonde hair, Yep. Black Denton or yep. Albino. Didn't Black Denton have white hair as well, though? No. No. I had black hair. I am. F- white Denton had blonde hair. And then there was Albino Denton who had just stark white, white hair, incredibly pale, grey eyes. But you never saw them because you're always wearing sunglasses. You only saw it on the character select screen. Or on your brother, I guess. Oh, yes, because he is identical. He takes to you. your skin. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, that's... <laughs> he takes your skin, he fashions a suit out of it. That sounded really creepy. Uh, he looks like you. A there would be like... a much better way of putting that. Like, like, like Liam Neeson and Fallout 3. <laughs> yes, although that's so much more. I, I love that Liam Neeson in Fallout 3 doesn't look like you. He has recognisable traits. Yeah. yeah, which is a very clever thing. But that's the difference between the technology now and 10 and years ago. Yeah. Uh, no, I think customization of how you look was uh, it was a bigger thing in invisible war it was more detailed i don't remember Did, could you change what you look like in, in invisible war i'm pretty war? sure you could couldn't you i don't remember God, I, I, I genuinely don't remember now dubious fact retrieval times i must dun, stop saying that because i've stolen the term 
Where did you steal it from? Nerd Hurdles. Fantastic podcast. Invisible War. You could start off by selecting the player character's gender and skin colour. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right, then. So they actually did. Follow through with that one. Yep. <laughs> hey, Jack. What? Following through. <laughs> Follow anyway. through. Anyway. So, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered the reasons Deus Ex is great. Except yep. for one. Except for one. And it's something that I can't believe we haven't touched on because it's it's our thing. Is this because it's available on Steam? It's available on Steam, as, a... as is his, uh, Invisible War. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> they are both available on Steam for very, very, very cheap, and it'll probably run on your computer because it is 10 years old now. It is 10 years old, and it didn't require top specs back then. No. So the odds are, if you have a computer... <laughs> this is what I like about Deus Ex, is that it's not a massively high-range game for 2000. Yeah, so. because did mm. you see it? Well, this is the thing, it's not It's not oh, abysmally no. ugly. No, it's ugly. It's not abysmally ugly, it's not it's unplayably It's pretty ugly. bad. It's pretty bad, but like I said, it's not unplayably Admittedly, bad. no, it's not actually, unplayable, it's true. not unplayable, because let's touch on one of the most hilarious things about Deus Ex, which oh. is its sister game from its sister development Operation house. Snowblind? Oh, not Project Snowblind. That was Sorry. rubbish. No, the the other game developed by the other Ion Storm. Let's oh yes, draw oh! comparisons where they're due. Oh god, yes. Because of course, whilst Warren Spector was busy at Ion Storm, Austin, what was Romero making, Troy? Do you know this? Daikatana. 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 Oh, how long man. was he making Daikatana? Years. And uh, that's the funny thing. Of course, Ion Storm Dallas Romero's did. Die. It it fell down, burned, uh, sank into the swamp. Austin did run longer. It still eventually died. But it still it... eventually died when Warren Spector left. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there we go. Uh, Spector departed in 2004. I'm sorry, but that that's such a cool way to put it. The Spe- Spectre, Spectre departed. departed. Spectre departed, 2004. Company failed, 2005. February, 2005. Oh, he is now working for the touches. council. <laughs> No, he is now pursuing interests outside the company, or as we call it, making Epic Mickey. Yay. So basically, Epic Mickey, that game that we've been, over the last couple of weeks, occasionally making references to, saying, you know, essentially, it's coming. It has the, been coming for a the, while. The Grand Beast is arriving. <laughs> <laughs> now we know Warren Spector's behind it. Which is fantastic news, because yeah. he has been responsible for such classics as Deus Ex, which we've just done an episode on. Is this is I this turning into like <laughs> I want to say James Cameron's epic Mickey? I have an interesting <laughs> is it the thought. avatar of the game world. I have an interesting thought. Well, hopefully, Epic Mickey will be good. But what if Warren Spector leaves <laughs> and <laughs> then Disney, Disney falls down? Well, I think uh, more the studio that was Junction Point Studio would then collapse, collapse but rather Disney than would Disney remain. as a whole. Uh, yeah, okay. Disney would Disney it would <laughs> pick another game company and go. Oh, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> well, a man can dream, and frequently does. Yeah. But yes, uh, as I was saying, Warren Spector is responsible for such classics as Deus Ex, which we've just spoken about. Yep. And a few games that I think we... Well, System Shock, which we have spoken about. We have, but we've never done a full episode on it. And uh, such episodes that I think must be forthcoming at some point in our future as Ultima. Yeah. The whole Ultima series. Oh, really. don't, do, don't look at me. I, I want to play Ultima at some point. Yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, Thief, I think probably... Well, the Dark Ages, Deadly Shadows, those games need to be yeah. talked about at some point. And of course, Wing Commander, which I really want to get which you both to play. Because we we need to do an episode on. Because it's yeah. damned awesome. 
Yeah, we kind of trailed off from Deus Ex a little bit at the end, but in in summary, I think a game well worth playing, if only to to get the 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 you know the primogenitor mm. of and that I'll, style of game. If you like really good cyberpunk stories, or if you like RPG shooter hybrid gaming done yep. well, or if you like a game with branching decision trees and multiple ways of attacking a problem. Oh yeah. Or, or if you like any combination of the above. Or if you like realism is brown. Or if you like realism More is brown. More grey and blue than brown, I'd say. Oh, no, Quake no. Once was you got brown. Quake was brown. Deus Ex had a lot of, a lot of silver, a lot of grey, a lot of blue, right. inexplicably. <laughs> and blue is the future. Grey in particular. Mm. Uh, also, lol, the Deus Ex movie. What? Oh, God, yes. Okay, let's <laughs> touch on that briefly before we finish. Yes. In 2002, I think it was... There was gonna the 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 um, Deus Ex movie was gonna be uh, made by a producer I'd never heard of, a director I'd never heard of, and a writer I'd never heard of, which is always a good sign. Yeah. Then it went. It was canned in two thousand and six, but if you, I think if you go to the website of the guys that were in charge of it, they still say it's in development. Suffice to say, the movie certainly seemed like an abomination. Yeah. And didn't happen. Did not. Happen. It didn't happen. It isn't going to happen if you ask. Anyone except, like, you know, who was going to be directing it. Really optimistic people. Yeah. Really. Uh, apparently William Defoe was going to star in it. Willem Defoe, yes. And they said it was Willem, to... that's it. Yes. yes. I was going to say that... Uh, the, the quote I remember saying, J.C. Denton will be filthier than usual. Like, oh, yeah. Are you actually... Are you just making deus sex? That are was you, from Greg making... Bruce. Yes. Oh, excellent. He I... would be filthier in the game. Yeah. Ah! I, uh, filthier than he was in I the game. I actually quoted correctly. Fantastic. That's not how I want someone to sell me a movie Ex- based on a game. Neither is it for me. Especially not with J.C. Denton. I don't, he doesn't need to be filthy. <laughs> he's, he's an anti-terrorist agent wearing shades and with bright... Sure, fair, I think hair. Willem Dafoe would have been a great choice. Grungy and dirty. True. But the way he sells it, it sounds like they're just making a porno of Deus Ex. But actually, uh, whilst we're talking about spin-off media, it did have an OST release. There's like 40 tracks on it or something. And it's, it's worth mentioning that the music was one of the things that made it really good. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, I've just brought in another Gibson reference here, which is that the, I think he was the leader. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, put him with the others. <laughs> the leader of the music team on Deus Ex uh, was Dan Gardape, um, who has uh or he was in a music production company called Straylight Productions, which is a fantastic reference to the Villa Straylight in Neuromancer. Ah. So it's a subtle little hidden away one, but we've got yet more cyberpunk going on here. Everything's linked to everything else. Fantastic. Indeed. And uh, the music was great. You're looking at people who've worked on music for I mean, one of the guys worked with David Bowie. Uh, before. <laughs> don't don't mention David Bowie in a conversation about video games because whilst the man is a legend. Oh no, the guy did work on Nomocran the Omad Soul oh, as well. God. <laughs> hey, I happen to like Nomocran. Yeah, but Omicron. You'll never ever say that it's a good game. I'm, there are certain games uh, that we like that aren't good games. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I quite liked it. I really quite liked it. You're not. You're still not saying that it's a good game. <laughs> I'm not. Live mission. Um, also, other kinds. We, we've already gone over the fact that you thought it was a good game. Now I've said, do you think it's? A, do you think it was 
I know I've confused myself there. <laughs> We've got to go to the fact that I like it. You like it. Yes. And then when I ask you, but is it a good game? I you really seem to liked just, it. You cringe and, you and say, whimper that you I like really it. I really liked it. <laughs> I did really like it. It Go had on. David Bowie in it. Come on, Simon. Name, rank, and serial number. Don't give him anything else. <laughs> and it's worth mentioning as well, desperately fleeing from this topic, that one of the other music guys did the music for Jazz Jackrabbit. Oh my god. Hey, someone who gets it. Oh my god. I have no god. idea what that is. Well, it was one of any number of Sonic-style games. Yep. Oh, right. Okay. You controlled a fast character who jumped, collected things, and fought bad guys. Well, Sonic-style, Mario-style... It was more Sonic, wasn't it? It was that kind of a platformer, certainly. Yeah. And by the sounds of things, you were playing a little furry critter. Yeah. So, you were playing kind of like a, Bubsy, a the Bobsca- uh, Bubsy the Bobcat. Uh, yes, I remember that. Yeah. But Jazz Jackrabbit had a big gun. And was <laughs> green, wasn't he? He was. Ah. No, you're no, thinking of Bucky a video game. No. No, no, that's the thing. It is Jazz Jackrabbit. Okay. Who is fairly like Bucky O'Hare. Oh, cool. Okay. In some manners. Well, being a green rabbit with a gun... And seeing as we are no longer talking about Deus Ex <laughs> yeah, in any sorry. way, shape, or form... I feel I should apologise for this. We've, we've, managed to, we've managed to link a series of, I think, interesting things from Deus Ex, and the, the snowball has just kept tumbling across <laughs> video gaming in general, so... It's a conversation with momentum, and I feel we need to stop it before bad things happen. Before like we, we crash, crash into the lodge Swiss at the bottom town. of the hill. One wow. of those. I was thinking like a Swiss lodge at the bottom of the... <laughs> Wow! Get out of my head, Charles! <laughs> no, Charles, no! <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, you don't control my mind. Also, ending. So you have been listening to World One Stage One. I have been Simon. I've been Jack. I've been in hospital. Goodbye. Be where why were ever dip. You have been listening to World 1 Stage 1, a video game podcast. Thanks as ever to the mini-bosses for our theme tune. If you want to get in touch with us, you can visit our website at world1stage1.com. That's world, the number one, stage, number one, dot com. You can email us through there, or you can follow us on Twitter. Just look up Twitter username, at W1S1. And through there, you can find the host's personal Twitter accounts, if you dare. 